Seems like we're tired right now. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Yes, this is a time for celebration. This is graduation right now. And uh, Ms. Barbara, thank you so much for that uh, beautiful story. It just, it just points us to the direction where God wants us to focus on right now. Oriel, thank you for that uh, introduction. And uh, when I looked at the, the theme of our graduation right now is fearless. And I'm thinking, wow, that is such a beautiful beautiful theme, and I'm thinking, why did they choose me as a speaker? They think I'm fearless. They didn't know that I'm a scared little Filipino. <laughs> but by the grace of God, He takes away the fear. Can you say amen? amen. Before I forget, graduation, uh, graduates, congratulations. It's nice to see you in blue, and I was wondering why the Lord has convicted me to wear blue. <laughs> This is the caller of the day right now. So friends, God is so good. Even though I have not been here for, for a year this year, it has been consecutive, huh? Like almost every year. This is like my, my home every winter. And it's so weird right now coming here without the snow. The last time I was here, Pastor Rob told me, Jem, I know you're from the Philippines. Stop praying for the snow because we're having a snowstorm. Friends, it was so weird looking around. It's like I'm, a different, I'm in a different place. I love the snow in, uh, in, uh, in Battle Creek, but uh, I have to be thankful for any circumstance that the Lord has given us. Can you say amen to that? Especially look at us right now. We are here coming together in the midst of the situation that we are in, that we are allowed to come together and worship Him. Every week, every day is a privilege, isn't it? After what we have gone through last, last year, so as we go forward, we could be fearless with the Lord beside us. Amen? So friends, uh, before I go on with this, with this talk, I'd like to request those who are able to please kneel down with me for a word of prayer. Our great God, our dear loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise you and we thank you for giving us such a beautiful privilege to worship you and to celebrate, Lord, life celebrate the achievements of this uh, young people whom you have called to give their hearts to you. Lord, we praise you and we thank you for, for reminding us to follow you every step of the way, and that's the only way possible. And thank you so much, Lord, as well, for reminding us to that beautiful music that you are our only living hope. So, dear Father, I pray that as we continue on with this, with this day, may our thoughts be centered upon you. May you take away our worries. May you wash us from all anxieties. And dear Father, I pray in a very special way that may you come alive to our hearts. And may we see Jesus. May we have a clear picture of you. And most especially, Lord, we pray that may you outpour your spirit upon us. Fill us to overflowing, O Lord. And please hide me behind your cross that I may not be seen nor be heard. But Jesus and Jesus alone be seen, be heard, be lifted up and exalted. We pray all this in the loving and precious and holy name of your son, Jesus, all your children say, Amen. Amen. I just have to say this. I miss being here. <laughs> I feel so at home here in Battle Creek. So friends, I was thinking what to share with our precious graduates. And uh, I believe that we can share 
anything that we have not experienced or we don't have. And you say amen to that. So all I could share with you, my dear friends, is my experience as being a missionary, as Oriel has, uh, has introduced me. I'm a missionary, and, uh, and as I have come here like for how many times already? Two or three times? Three times. This is my fourth time now. Wow. So this is a regular visit now, huh? So as I have always come here, you have heard about my testimony, about how the Lord has been faithful, how the Lord has blessed. So you know what, friends? At first, when I decided to become a missionary, I was really pretty scared. One thing that came to my mind is that at first I imagined that I would be missing out or losing out on life when I decided to follow God. I, that, was, that was the thing that I was thinking because we have this perception of following God is a matter of, of sacrifices, giving up your dreams, and somehow taking what is just left behind. I look down on, on the work that God has given us in a very low estimate. And friends, I was, <laughs> I was thinking, wow, so if the Lord calls me, and, and friends, especially in, in the call that the Lord has given me right now, I'm still single, friends, and I'm thinking, oh, wow, so I'll be losing out on marriage. Yes, and by the way, friends, I'm not uh, telling you that I'm single because I'm advertising. I'm not advertising. <laughs> no one's buying, friends, so don't worry. And I'm thinking as well, if I, if I follow the Lord, I have to close down my business. Yes, friends, I had a photography business. Remember I told you before I was a photographer, I was a wedding photographer, always a photographer and never the groom? Yes. So I'm thinking, okay, giving that up, and I'll be giving up on investments as well. I graduated with a business course. At an early age, as I have told you last time that I was here, I was already starting business at the age of six. I was a businessman. Anything that I could get my hand into, I make business out of it. So I'll be losing out on investments. But when I look at, at the time that we're living in right now, and the state of our world, especially looking back on what happened to us in 2020, <laughs> the year that crushed so many dreams, I realized, friends, that God was saving me from a lot of things that could have crushed me. That God was teaching me something that would have kept my sanity. That have kept my sanity all through these difficult times that we were going through. As I shared with you, friends, God was training me to absolutely rely upon him. So everywhere I go, that is the theme of my talk, absolute reliance, friends. And I know I've shared this, this little quote. This is one of my favorite quotes. So if you ask me again here to speak, I'll bring this quote again. It says here in Help in Daily Living, page 18, paragraph 3, Christ in his life on earth, made no plans for himself. I'm thinking, whoa. The moment I read that, seriously, friends, I felt a little bit offended <laughs> because I'm the guy who plans out. I'm the guy who, who sets. That's why I, I shared to my friends, at the age of 20, I should be graduating in college. Yes, I graduated 
In college at 20, 25, I'll be putting up my own business. I had a business, age of 30, I'll be reaching my first million, pesos of course, not dollars. Age 35, I'll be married and have a family. I'm 46 and I'm still single. Again, not advertising. But God has been good, my dear friends. Even though I have not reached those dreams, when I look back, I'm thinking, man, the Lord saved me from a lot of things. The Lord has saved me from a lot of things. And, and I like this next line. It says here, so Christ in his life on earth made no plans for himself. Next line. He accepted God's plan for him. And day by day, the Father unfolded his plans. So should we depend upon God that our lives may be the simple outworking of his will. And as we commit our ways to him, he will direct our steps. Francisian is a beautiful, beautiful comfort. As we commit our ways to him, he will what? He will direct our steps. And if we commit our ways to him, if he's the one directing our steps, we could walk in this life fearless. Can you say amen? That is a very weak amen. There's still a lot of doubts in that amen. As we commit our ways to him, we could walk in this life fearless. Amen. amen. Yes, I forced you to say amen. And friends, at first I was thinking, wow, that's quite an extreme kind of life. To give up your dream, to give up your plans, and to let the Lord plan for you. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, Lord, that is quite a challenge. But friends, when we look at it, in James 4, verse 13 and 14, it is talking about man's planning for tomorrow. And I like the, the little caption there above this, above this verse. It says, boasting about tomorrow. And I'll read. I'll read from the Living Bible. It says, look here, you people who say, today or tomorrow we are going to such and such a town. Stay there a year and open up a profitable business. How do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? For the length of your lives is as uncertain as the morning fog. Now you see it. Soon it is gone. Wow. This is such a depressing way to start a graduation speech, huh? <laughs> but friends, if I will not tell you this, I'll be deceiving you. If I'll tell you, go out, conquer the world. What's happening with the world right now? And I believe, friends, God is giving us a plan here. Can you say amen? God is teaching us how to be fearless in this fearful world that we're living in. Friends, it says here, too many in planning for a brilliant future make an utter failure. Do you believe this? How many brilliant plans that we had last year went down the drain? Some called 2020 is the toilet year. A lot of things was flushed down the drain. Friends, too many in planning for a brilliant future make an utter failure. You know what's the suggestion? Let God plan for you. Amen. Amen. Friends, the only plan that was not flushed down the drain was God's plan. Would you agree? <laughs> Man's plan was destroyed, but God's plan moved forward. 
The enemy thought, oh, I will close down your churches. No one will worship. And the Lord said, don't worry, I invented Zoom. <laughs> There's Facebook Live. Isn't God amazing? Friends, because of what happened last year, a lot of prayer, of prayer initiatives were established around the world. You know that last, just last week, we had a, an online general conference camp meeting, and we had a 24-7, 24, 24 hours online prayer room. Would you believe that? 24 hours. Oh, friends, I was drained after that weekend. <laughs> it was a wonderful experience to hear different, different people praying different languages. It's, it's been amazing. So, friends... Does this sound extreme when, when we say, let God plan for you? Friends, it says here, in Faith and Works, page 45, paragraph 3, when God lets man have his own way, it is the darkest hour of his life. Wow. When God lets man have his own way, it is the darkest hour of his life. So friends, may I think I will not say my counsel, but the counsel of God for you is don't follow your heart. <laughs> don't follow your dreams. Follow him, amen? Follow him. If, we follow your, if you follow your heart, friends, that is a very weak counsel. Jeremiah 17 verse 9, it says, the heart is the most deceitful thing there is and desperately wicked. No one can really know how bad it is. So if the world is telling you to follow your heart, my dear friends, that is following deceit. <laughs> that is following a way that you are not even sure, as what Miss Barbara <laughs> shared a while ago. Following someone who, whom you think will lead you to the right place, but he led you to his house. <laughs> so friends, following God is the only way. And and when I think about, about the years that, uh, that I was graduating high school, yes, friends, I could picture myself much smaller. Yes. I was, I was thinking, I could conquer the world. I want to have this. I want to have that. And then when the Lord brought me into this missionary, missionary life, I have seen that most of my dreams, most of my, my dreams, I have not tasted it. I have not achieved. But I have seen people who have achieved the dream that I wanted and heard their testimony. Friends, I'd like to share with you, because enough of my testimony, you have heard for the three times in a row that I was here, you have been listening to my testimony, and you might be thinking, that story that Jem is sharing might be just exclusive to him. It might not be applicable to us. But friends, I'd like to share with you some of the friends that I have met along the way. Their name is Shandy and Ramon. Shandy and Ramon, friends, they are Indonesians. And at first I was thinking Indonesia. I, the first time I went to Indonesia, all the while I thought it's a jungle. I was shocked. I was so naive. And I have seen oh, things in Indonesia. Indonesia is so luxurious. Their taxis there in the airport are Mercedes-Benz. Seriously. I'm thinking, that is crazy. And Shannon Ramon is one of those people, I think some of you here have watched the movie Crazy Rich Asians, they're living this life. Yeah, and I'm not one of those crazy rich Asians. I just qualified in the great crazy part, not the rich part. 
friends, they're living the life. Ramon, Ramon has this business, and, and at an, an early age, he became a multimillionaire. Dollars, not, not uh, was this rupiah? Yeah, Indonesian rupiah. And, and Shandy, before, before she met Ramon, I, I, I'd like to give you a little background. And my friends gave me the, gave me the go signal to share their testimony. So I'm not uh, like backbiting them or anything. They share this online. So friends, Shandy has, has been living like a socialite in the place where she's at. And before, oh, she had a boyfriend that uh, is the owner of one of the airline companies back home. And friends, for her birthday, she was given not a plane ticket, but an airplane. Wow. Wives who among you here wants to have a gift like that from your husband? Okay. <laughs> friends, and she has a collection. She has a collection of these bags. I know, men, you are not even, you don't even care about bags. Uh, sometimes you could just carry your things in a Walmart plastic bag. But ladies... They are so into bags. And this lady, she, she has a particular taste. Not Louis Vuitton, not other stuff. And, and Louis Vuitton, she gave that to her maid. If someone gives her a Louis, Louis Vuitton or something, that's, that's like uh, multiple, uh, what do you call this? Like a couple of thousands of dollars for Louis, Louis Vuitton bag. And she gives that to the maid. And she has this bag called Hermes bags. Anyone here recognizes the Hermes bags? Okay, there are some ladies here. And she has a collection of these Hermes bags, more than 20 bags. One bag, and she would not choose. She would not choose a regular Hermes bag. She always wants to choose something that some other people do not have. And she has this 20 plus bags, and she has this one particular bag, but only the three of them have this bag in the whole wide world. One from the Princess of Brunei, the other one from one of the members of the Spice Girls, and her. So friends, she was living this life, and they have like 15 plus cars, and like six Harley Dav Davidson. And whenever she goes around, she doesn't want to carry her, her credit card or something. You know what she carries? Gold bars. I'm thinking, why would you carry gold bars? But she, she, desires to, she desires to maintain her status in the community that she is somebody who's, who's just this rich and famous girl. And uh, I remember when she was sharing this testimony back home in our youth conference, a picture of her and her husband, and there's this, this yellow stuff on the table. And she said, look at those young people. Those are not tofu, by the way. Those are gold bars, and the bars are as big as this. Friends, every time she flies, she always wants to be in the first class. She always wants to, to, be, to be viewed as someone that has achieved life. But the sad thing is, oh, by the way, friends, I forgot to tell you that they are members of our church as well, with that type of lifestyle. And, but the thing is, friends, but the thing is, they were so unhappy. Ramon was an elder in the church and said, Jem, we are on the verge of divorce until the Lord somehow convicted Ramon to give his life to the Lord. And Shandy saw Ramon that he's going in that direction and he told Ramon, if he keep on doing that, if he keep on pursuing God, I will leave you. 
And so Ramon was just praying. He did not argue with his wife. He just keeps on praying and praying. And every time they go to church, his wife would look at other, other women and, and he told Ramon, that woman is good for you. So when I leave you, that could be a good woman for you. Oh, no, no. The other one is better. Friends, just imagine the type of marriage that they have. So their marriage is, is really going downhill. And Ramon told me in Shandy, Jem, we envision this life to achieve this type of, of success in life. And when we got there, it doesn't taste as good as we imagine. Friends, this is one thing that I realize. Following your heart is just like shopping online. It's hit and miss. Who among you here has a bad experience shopping online? Raise your hands. Oh, yes. Yeah, before coming here from the Philippines, I shopped online. I shopped on Facebook. That's not the right place to shop. You know, back in the Philippines, there's a lot of beaches. So we went to the beach, and I'm thinking, if I could have this, this inflatable raft, that would be awesome. So I, I saw in Facebook, $25. This is a good deal. It's like an eight feet by six feet raft. I'm thinking, this is a good deal. So I was waiting and waiting. I waited for like two months. Finally, the package arrived, and the package arrived in a small bag. I'm thinking, how can an eight foot by six foot fit in that old, in that small bag. When I open it, friends, you know what it is? It was just like a little pool hammock that you could blow in and two floaters. I'm thinking, this is not a raft. I was so disappointed. It was a shoulder floater. I'm not a kid. I know how to, how to swim. I ordered a raft and they gave me a floater. Friends, and I'm thinking, is this the life that we want to achieve? It's a hit and miss, or most of the time it's a miss? My dear friends, if it's not the dream that God has for you, I'll assure you it's always a miss. Can you say amen to that? And friends, when I see what's happening in life, in the life of Ramon, and Shandy, I was really convicted and I was really inspired at the same time because I'm thinking, well, Lord, I could have wasted my life. I could have wasted my years trying to pursue the things that Ramon and Shandy has achieved and received nothing and have uncontentment in my heart, dissatisfaction in my heart. And then this reminds me of that beautiful quote here. In the book Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, it says here, If I find myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy. Listen to this again. If I find myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Can you say Amen. If nothing in this world could really satisfy, the only explanation, my dear friends, is you are made for another world. Graduates, you are not just made for Michigan or for U.S. You are made for another world. Can you say amen? Amen, friends. And uh, there was this story that I read a while ago. It happened in March 3, 1995 in Chicago, Illinois, which is not really far from here. A man who works in the warehouse there in Chicago was on his way to work and decided he would take a shortcut. 
He would take a shortcut, friends. And he would take a shortcut across the tri-state, a tri-state tollway. Have you experienced crossing a tollway? Friends, uh, I have experienced that. For people who doesn't have a car or doesn't know how to drive, we have experienced that. Friends, it says here, eight lanes of heavy, fast traffic. And so the man went. When he went, friends, he was safe when he crossed the four lanes. But you know what? Chicago is a windy city. The wind blew, and it took his hat off. He was already safe there in the middle of the lane. When his hand flew, uh, when his hat flew, not his hand, his hat, he turned around and ran for his hat. A truck hit him, and he died. And friends, there's this author who reflected on this strategy, tragedy and said, it is possible for a person to lose everything by chasing nothing. Wow. It is possible for a person to lose everything by chasing nothing. Friends, graduates, be sure that you're chasing what God desires for you to chase. Can you say amen to that? And a beautiful quote, an answer to that from Jim Elliot. It says, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Amen? <laughs> Friends, you know what happened to Shandy and Ramon? The Lord somehow convicted them while they were attending a revival meeting. Shandy began to listen to the testimonies of how God has blessed this particular speaker living by faith and seeing the life that God has for this man. And Shandy was there, was there in the audience. By the way, friends, Shandy, she could not go out of her house without full makeup. She has her own makeup artist living in their house. She has her own hairdresser, and her hairdresser and makeup artist is also the hairdresser and makeup artist of some of the celebrities there in their country. And she has a personal assistant. And friends, while she was there, I said, Jem, when that speaker was speaking the message, God spoke to my heart, and she could not hold back tears. And you know when you're wearing makeup, ladies, you know this, and if your makeup is not waterproof, good luck. And she was convicted, and tears was just flowing down. She was wiping her eyes, and she said, Jem, I look like a raccoon afterwards. <laughs> but I did not care. I did not care. When the, when the appeal was made, she came forward with all the things, with all the things that this world was trying to dress her up with, and all those things just fell apart. All those things just fell apart. And the moment that happened, Shandy, who's... who's who's very glamorous and all, decided to wear only black and white for the whole year. <laughs> she could not wear color because she thinks only of her vanity every time she wears that. The Lord transformed this, this heart of Shandy, this heart of Ramon. And friends, you know what? Their marriage was saved. Can you say amen? amen. Friends, it was amazing. And everywhere they go right now, when they give marriage seminars, just imagine from somebody who was on the verge of divorce and now giving marriage seminars. I remember one time, we were speaking in a youth conference, and we were in a van, 
in a van, it's like 12-seater van, and Shani and Ramon was, clo- was sitting so close to each other, and there were only like five of us, and Shani was almost on, on the lap of Ramon, and I'm thinking, guys, there's enough room for you. And he said, Jem, don't disturb us. <laughs> so don't make a jealous, don't make a single guy jealous, guys. And we just laughed at each other. Friends, their love was renewed. My dear friends, it's not your dreams that's going to make your marriage strong. Amen? It's God that will make your marriage strong. So, by the way, I'm not telling you guys to get married as soon as you graduate. So, parents, let's be clear on that. And I realize, friends, that our dreams aren't big enough for us. Let God dreams a dream for you. Amen? <laughs> Only He is big enough to satisfy our deepest longings our largest ambitions, and our most personal desires. And man's greatness, friends, is not that great at all. And I see this in the desire that Ramon has. He desired to be great. Shandy desired to be great. In the end, their greatness availed to nothing. And it's here in First Peter. If you have your Bibles with you, please open it with me. First Peter. First Peter 1.24 and 125. I'll be reading from the Amplified Version and another version in the Living Bible. I'll read 1 Peter 1, verse 24 and 25. For all flesh or mankind is like grass, and all its glory or honor like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower drops. I'll read from the Living Bible. It says here, that verse, verse 24. Yes, our natural lives will fade as grass. Does it, does it when it becomes all brown and dry? All our greatness is like a flower that drops and falls. All our greatness is like, dra- is like flowers that drops and falls. Friends, nothing will last in this world, especially the greatness of men. So if you wanted to be great, my dear friends, Listen to the next line. Verse 25, it says, But the word of the Lord endures forever. Can you say amen to that? The greatness of man will wither like a flower and fall to the ground and disappear. But it says here, But the word of the Lord endures forever. In the Living Bible, it says, But the word of the Lord will last forever, and his message is the good news that was preached to you. Not our plans, friends, that will last forever not your dreams, or not man's greatness, but his word will last forever. Can you say amen? What will last forever? His word. What will last forever, friends? His word will last forever. And friends, when you think about this now, that none of our greatness, none of our dreams and plans will last forever, isn't giving up your plans and your dreams still an extreme idea to your side? Is it still an extreme idea to give up your dreams and your plans to the Lord? I think not anymore, isn't it? Huh? And again, let's go back to 2020. The 2020, the dreams came crashing down. Who among you here was surprised? Who among you here, don't lie, friends. Who among you here was surprised when 2020 happened? Yes. Every one of us were surprised. 
there's only one who was not surprised, and that was God. Only God was not surprised. And friends, this is one thing that I realized, that you could not surprise God. I have to admit, friends, I, I love playing pranks on my loved ones. I love surprising them. I love giving them a shock. And it just satisfies me when, when they scream. <laughs> I, I know some of you who laugh, you love the same thing too. Huh? Some who did not laugh said, I don't want to be shocked. Friends, I realized you could not sneak behind God and shock him. He sees you. Like you go from behind like, ah, no, it doesn't work. He sees you right away. Nothing surprises God. And one thing that really somehow, somehow struck me in 2020 is the unemployment rate that happened. Back home, friends, one of our, of our, of our oldest hotels, one of our biggest hotels closed down. Just imagine, if you're a country who is dependent on tourism, ter tourism just like got destroyed in just one month. Friends, in the Philippines in April 2020, 7.3 million jobless in the Philippines. Philippines is already a third world country. And it went up and up and up. One of our airlines... Not our airlines. I don't have an airline, friends. A country's airlines. Almost 10,000 employees got let go. One of our biggest malls, you know, Philippines is known for, for malls, big malls. All their contractual, contractual and, and casual employees were, were let go. And I'm thinking, wow, how many families have just lost their income? And when I check what's happening in the U.S., I was even more shocked. On April 16, 2020, I looked at the statistics. 22 million lost their jobs. 22 million lost their jobs. And if you still have a job right now, praise God. Can you say amen? Friends, just three weeks later, on May 7, 33 million lost their jobs. And three weeks later, my dear friends, 40 plus million lost their jobs. Why am I sharing this with you? This is a reality that we need to see. That following our own, our own direction, friends, will get us nowhere. But this is one beautiful assurance that I'd like to give you. What will last forever again? God's word will last forever. And listen to this beautiful, inspiring quote from the book prayer, page 226, paragraph 5, it says, If you have given yourself to the Lord to do His work, you have no need to be anxious for tomorrow. Can you say amen? amen? Let me read that again. If you have given yourself to God to do His work, you have no need to be anxious for tomorrow. My dear friends, <laughs> the one who holds tomorrow... Is the one who has given yourself into. So how can you be anxious? What's going to last forever again? God's word. And what does the word of the Lord say about this? Friends, Matthew 6, verse 25. One, one, of, one of those verses that, uh, that really spoke to my heart during this time of pandemic, during this time of uncertainty. 
Matthew 6, verse 25, it says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Let's pause, of, let's pause there. Take no thought for your life. You know, I'm not, I'm not uh, an originally English speaker. I'm groping in the dark when it comes to English. It's only by the grace of God that you could understand me right now. So when I'm thinking, take no thought, what does this mean? So I looked at other version. Other version says, <laughs> interesting, amplified version, it says, therefore I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy. Did you hear this? Perpetually, perpetual, that's, that's quite a heavy language. Perpetually means continuing forever. Who among you here is perpetually uneasy? That is quite a scary state to be in, huh? And the next line is, it's more my, my language. New Living Translation, it says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. So take no thought means not to what? Not to worry. So I looked at this, this, uh, this verses, friends. It says here, look at the birds of the air. Look at the lilies of the field. Jesus himself telling his disciples, look at these creatures. I'm taking care of them. How much more? You. Can you say amen to that, friends? How much more you? And then I looked at this verse. I, I copied and pasted. Praise God for technology right now. I copied and pasted this, this line, take no thought. And somehow, I want to search how many verses in the Bible has that verse, has that, that quote, take no thought. You know how many came up? Can you guess? It's not 365, it's seven. Seven verses in the Bible that says, take no thought. You know what seven means? Miss Barbara, he's, she's already smiling. It means perfection, isn't it? It means perfection. It means completeness. So you know what the Lord wants for us, for you graduates? Complete peace. Perfect peace. Can you say Amen. Even though you are living in a very, very chaotic situation right now, even the future is uncertain, God's word is telling you do not worry. Seven times, one for each and every day of the week, to remind each and every one of us not to worry. Take no thought. And friends, remember, what will last forever? His word. And his word is telling you to what? not to worry. Take no thought. The question is, so Jem, what should we do? Just do nothing? <laughs> Listen to this, friends. It says here, verse 32, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. This is the Father that we serve. This is the Father that takes care of us. Our heavenly Father already knows what you need. And should I remind you of what he has done in my life? I guess we had three years of that already. We had three years of that already. And this is one thing that God is asking us to do. Verse 33, it says, most popular verse in this, in this line of verses, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He did not say, seek first your dreams. <laughs> seek first your plans. God is telling us, seek him first. When you seek him, you found everything.
Amen? And let us go back to Ramon and Shandy's experience. Friends, you know what happened? One by one, the Lord convicted Shandy and Ramon to give up this, to give up that. Shandy was hanging on to her Hermes bags, and every time the Lord convicted, convicted her to sell, there were tears. <laughs> the Lord somehow placed in their heart to do this ministry, a television ministry. A television ministry, my dear friends, is expensive. It will eat up like 15 to $20 per month. 15, no, what did I say, 15 to $20? No, 15000 to $20,000 per month. So one by one, all the resources was being sold until they're living with a hand-to-mouth existence. Friends, just imagine a hand-to-mouth existence. But Ramon told me, Jem, it is so awesome when it's your mouth and it is God's hand. Can you say Amen. <laughs> When you look at his friends, this is just like, this is quite a depressing life to live. But when you look at Shandy and Ramon right now, they are in love as ever. And they have been living this life that they have not lived before. I remember one time when I was there. Now, they sold their house. By the way, friends, their house is so big. I went there, I got lost. Their dog is bigger than me. A great Dane. When I saw their dog coming towards me, all the while I thought it's an evil spirit, friends. Seriously. I was screaming. And when I went jump in the pool, the dog jumped in the pool with me. That's the end of my pool session at their house. Friends, their house, one by one, their, uh, their cars were being sold until there's one last functioning car and they let go all their luxury cars. But friends, they are as in love as ever. And one time I was, I was uh, in their newly bought, newly bought uh, mission house. And they house, they house all missionaries there. And they do their clinic, by the way, friends. They, they're not even dentists, but they're pulling teeth of the people that is uh, somehow needing help in their dental work. Just imagine that. And that particular spot, I was, I was there and I was talking to Shandy. Remember Shandy before that she was just like all made up, makeup and all, and she could not leave the house without it? Friends, right now Shandy is carrying, is carrying a, a native child on her side. And she was just wearing uh, regular jeans or something. And she was sitting on a dirt floor and we were sitting there. And one child on her left arm and one arm here. And we were talking and she was just like laughing her heart out. And while she was laughing, she has a very, very bad habit of slapping the person next to her. So I think my right, my left arm got bruised and she was laughing and laughing. And she told me, Jem, I've never laughed this much my whole life until all these things that I was hanging on to was given to the Lord. So remember, friends, a hand-to-mouth existence. But their life did not go easy. Friends, come to think of it. With or without God, our life do not go easy. Huh? It's better that those trials come with God by your side. Can you say amen? So friends, one time, 
this, this just happened, I think, a couple of years ago. Shandy being, being the eldest in the family. And by the way, friends, Shandy's family is all Muslim. She's the only Christian. She's the only Christian in the family, a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. Shandy's mom passed away. But before Shandy's mom passed away, she told Shandy, you know what, Shandy? While you were doing all those, those uh, glamorous things in the world, I was so proud of you. But when you have given your life to Jesus, I'm even more proud of you. I could not be more proud of you. Friends, before her mom passed away, Shandy was giving Bible study to her mom. So, by the grace of God, she has accepted the Lord. Friends, the whole family was not so, was not so supportive of, of Shandy's decision. Because if you're a Christian, if you're a Muslim that turned into Christianity, it's like, it's like one of the biggest traitorship that you could ever do. So friends, right now, she is at her mom's wake. Before the wake happened, one, uh, what do you call this? Uh, obligation of the eldest is to provide for the needs, especially the funeral. Remember, they are hand-to-mouth existence now. So Shandy and Ramon went and, and they, they went window shopping for, for a casket and for funeral service. And when they go to this, uh, to this place, their hearts just sang for the prices of the coffin. And they asked the guy who's in charge, excuse me, can you give me, can you show me the cheapest of these coffins? And the guy said, actually what you're looking at is already the cheapest. And they looked at each other and said, have mercy. And they just nearly broke into tears. And, and Ramon said, oh, why did this happen now? Why did this happen now when we are just like depleted? And Ramon was, was asking God, Lord, please step in. It's not our name that's going to be tarnished here. It's your name. So Lord, please, for your name's sake, step in. So they asked, and they were crying, actually. They pulled, they pulled to the side, and they were crying. And now, Shandy and Ramon asked the one who's in charge, the owner of the funeral parlor, said, can you point me to, to, any, to any funeral parlor here that uh, would give us a better price? And said, check the other one across the street. So Shandy and Ramon went to that place. When they went there, the owner, the lady, saw them. When they got in, I said, oh, it's you. And they, they thought someone that they know from before. So it's you, come in, come in. And the lady told them, I know what you need. Come here, come here. And she pointed to that beautiful coffin. And, and Shani Ramon said, oh, but how much is that? No, 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 don't worry about that. I know what you need. And she brought them again to, to the arrangement of, of flowers. Said, I believe this is what you need, and this is what you need, and all the things that they need for funeral. The lady kept on telling them, this is what you need, this is what you need. And they did not have a chance to ask. Like, every time they, they asked something, the lady said, oh, this is what you need. That lady has a mouth like mine. You could not get in, you could not step in. So what happened, friends, what happened was they were dreading for the prize. The funeral ended. The funeral ended now. And Shandy and Ramon came to, that, uh, to the girl's place and, and they asked, so 
uh, would like to settle our account. And friends, they were planning to, to write a, a check <laughs> by faith. <laughs> and they don't know what to do, friends. They don't have money. And friends, the lady handed them, the lady handed them the bill. And the bill was less than $20. And Shandy saw this, said, what's this for? Did you give us the right bill? Said, yes, that's the right bill. And the lady said, and, and Shandy said, no, 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 this is not right. Look at this. It's like $15. And no, 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 that is the right bill. That's all you need to pay. And the lady kept on pushing it. And Shandy was asking, why is this the only bill? And she said, that's, that's for the funeral car. I do not have a funeral car. So that is the payment for the rental of the funeral car. Everything is taken care of. And, and the lady, and Shandy kept on arguing with that lady. And the lady said, this is what happened. And the lady began to cry. The night before you came, I was fast asleep. And I had this dream. And in my dream, God appeared. And in my dream, he showed you and you. And the Lord told me, take care of whatever they need. And I will take care of you. So for that reason, I could not accept any payment. Friends, Shannon Ramon broke down. The God who told them not to worry came through with his promise. Can you say amen to that, friends? My dear friends, this is the God that we serve. We cannot underestimate his word because his word will last, will last forever. My dear friends, one beautiful promise is here in Desire of Ages, page 313, paragraph 3. It says here, all who have chosen God's service are to rest in his care. Can you say amen? All who have chosen God's service are to rest in his care. Every blessing needed for this life is theirs. <laughs> wow. Can you say wow with me? <laughs> wow. Every blessing needed for this life, graduates, is yours. If you will choose the Lord's service. And the last line here, beautiful thought. God's children are never absent from his mind. You are never absent from his mind. When what we have gone through last 2020, sometimes we imagine that that is the year that God has turned his back on us. This is the year that God has not heard our prayers. My dear friends, you were never absent from his mind. Can you say amen to that? You were never absent from his mind. And this is one thing, graduates, that I'd like to share with you. You are precious in the eyes of God. He sent his son to die on the cross for you. Amen? So do not ever think that your worth would be based on what the social media is telling you. Even what your loved ones are looking at you, how they look at you. Your worth is based on how God looks at you. And you're worth the, the life of his son. Can you say amen to that? You are worth the life of his son. So when God has promised that you are never absent from his mind, then let him take care of you. Because he can take care of your tomorrow too. 
and you could walk in this life fearless. And last story I'd like to share with you. Praise God, it's the last story you could finally eat. This is after 12 already. You know what's going to happen when you ask me to speak? Friends, the last story I'd like to share with you is my, my dilemma of uh, going back home last year before COVID happened. 2019 was one of my busiest, busiest year, and I'm thinking, oh Lord, when I looked at my 2020, friends, my schedule for 2020, it's almost fully booked. I'm thinking, oh Lord, I don't know if I'm gonna survive 2020, and then pandemic happened. So before 2020 came, I had an invitation from a good friend of mine to, uh, to lead out the prayer session in Pathways to Health. That was, Pastor Robert, that was a schedule before the GC session that's supposed to happen last year, 2020. And uh, I said yes. I said yes on a heartbeat. I did not even pray about it. And it's very, very unusual, friends, because every time the Lord is giving me an invitation, I'll, I'll always have to pray about it because it's not my plans, it's His plans. Can you say amen? So that particular time, because I'm thinking, I'm a missionary, I'm involved in prayer, so this invitation is about prayer, is about leading out, no question, no brainer. I have to say yes. So I said yes. That was September, Ms. Olga. That was September, early September. And after that, weeks after that, I could not sleep a good night's sleep. Remember, friends, I don't have problem sleeping. I have the gift even of public sleeping. But during that night, friends, those nights, I could not sleep for two months. And I'm thinking, Lord, what is happening? And every time I pray, my thoughts go back again to that appointment, to that commitment that I have given. And the Lord convicted me, you went ahead of me. And now, friends, it is quite a difficult situation to pull back your commitment. Remember, this is prior to GC session. And they said, Jem, we really need you to lead out the prayer session because the last few times that we had uh, pathways to health and there's no prayer room everything is just going downhill there's a lot of disorganization there's a lot of this and that friends praise God that our leadership recognize that there's power in prayer can you say amen not by might nor by power but only by his spirit so friends I said yes and I'm thinking yes Lord I'm needed there so I have to go now the Lord convicted me pull out I'm arguing with God. I'm a little hard-headed little missionary, friends. I was arguing with God, and there's something that I learned. You cannot win. <laughs> you cannot win. So I said, okay, Lord, I give in. I'll pull back. I'll pull back my, my commitment. Of course, it was difficult. It was disappointing for them. One thing I learned, friends, it is better to disappoint men than to disappoint God. The moment I said that, I had total peace. That was last week of November. And the first week of December, I finally booked my ticket going back home. My original plan of going back home was April 16. And friends, I was thinking, oh Lord, how, how am I going to do this? Because April 16, before I changed my plans, I was trying to book three times. It doesn't go through. And my last appointment for that, uh, for that year was actually Pastor Rob, our, our prayer conference in Indiana. So that was the last, the last uh, conference that I had before flying back home. That was March 8. I arrived back home March 10. 
And friends, five days later, national lockdown. And you know what's the most amazing thing? I did not even know that there's going to be COVID. I booked my ticket December 10th. You know what's amazing? The moment I gave in to God, the ticket was booked and somebody paid it for me. $850, can you say amen? If it's the Lord's will, it's the Lord's bill. I did not even let that person know. It's, it's another testimony, friends. But God is just so amazing. And, and you know what? The airline that I, that I had on, the perfect airline for the trip, Korean airline. You know why I say perfect? Because during the time, the pandemic in Korea was shooting up so high, there's almost no one in that airline. I felt so rich, friends. It's better than first class. My whole row was empty. The next rows is just like one person per row. We could go from, from one row after another every hour, and we will not somehow complete the whole plane. Isn't it amazing? And the Lord brought me to the Philippines five days before the national lockdown. This is one thing I realized, friends. The Lord somehow tried to pull me out from that commitment that I had planned for myself because he has better plans. Because he wants to take me home safe. Because he wants to take me home away from the pandemic, away from worries, away from cares, away from the virus. And friends, this is one thing that I realized too. God desires to take you home. Amen? God desires to take us all home if we let him book the ticket for us. Can you say amen? amen? Friends, check your destination. It's not Battle Creek. It's not U.S. We are only having a layover here. Your final destination is up there. That is the plan that God has for you. And that plan is vaccinated by heaven. <laughs> that plan is COVID proof. That plan, no one can destroy. And this is one thing that could make you fearless. Follow God with all of your heart. Hold back nothing from him. Give him what is best. Do not pursue what the world is trying for you to pursue. Pursue what God has said in his precious word. And you will never go wrong. And you could walk fearless, knowing that the God who promised is the God who will walk with you. And he will do it over and over again, just for you. Happy Sabbath, everyone.